welcome to the Yet We Thrive podcast. We're your hosts, Jessica and Lindsay. Even though we're all part of this club that we never intended to sign up for, we are so glad you're here. We are a community for women who have lost babies or have struggled to get pregnant, and we're here to help you thrive even in the midst of those impossible circumstances. So join us as we show you practical and sometimes unconventional ways every week for how to thrive in this one crazy life. Welcome to the Every Thrive Podcast. This is episode 109, and today we have a special guest, Joelle Samples, on to share her story with us. So thank you so much for joining us today, Joelle. It's, uh, I'm excited to hear your story and um, get to know you a little bit better. So thanks for being on. Of course, of course. Well, before we dive in, something that's frustrating us and something that's bringing us joy. Do you want to go first, Joelle? Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, probably the thing that is most frustrating today is that it's terribly nasty outside. It's so gross. Um, Mm -hmm. It is so rainy, and I am also about to start my menstrual cycle. So the rain plus my period coming is like a double whammy. Um, but it also is good because I have the day off at home, mm-hmm. so uh, that brings some extra joy for the day today that I'm able to just be at home, relaxing, enjoying a day in, and uh, kind of having a day to myself, so that's really good. <laughs> mm, that is good. What about you, Jess? Um, well, something that's frustrating me is the makeup foundation that I usually buy is like no longer existing in a few months. Oh no. So I've been using it for years. So I'm like, uh, so just trying to like find something else that I love and yeah, that just, it's just not something I want to do. And once you love something, especially like with your makeup routine, you're like, don't want to change it. So, um, that is frustrating. It's very frustrating, but something that's bringing me joy is we just finished our laundry. Well, we're going to finish most of it this weekend, but I did wallpaper for the first time. Um, and it's so pretty. So and pretty. I, I was like, well, now I like one wallpaper. Everything. <laughs> Welcome to the club, yeah. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but we got a new washer and dryer and I have like a folding table and it's, yeah, we're, we have a sink hookup, but we haven't bought a um utility sink yet but i'm just so excited i'm like i just want to be in this room all the time i can't wait to come see it i know i know oh my it's gosh. so nice so that's bringing me lots of joy especially when i do my laundry mm-hmm. so that's so fun yes <laughs> we just moved into a new house too and i've been looking at all the wallpaper <gasps> yes that's so yeah, fun so you guys are gonna have to give me some of your best tips i'll come to you when i'm ready for that yes. perfect yes. perfect i'm ready for it was it. pretty easy we did the peel and stick wallpaper and cool it's been great. Good. Highly That's recommend good. it. Yeah. Awesome. Casey, what about you? Well, I have two cats. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bugs are coming out, which like normally would be a joy, except <laughs> for the fact that they're stink bugs. Oh. And of course, when the cats go after them and make them smell, we get more of them. So I've been finding stink bugs like all over our house oh. and it's really oh. frustrating. No, thank you. They scare me because, you know, they're big enough to be... Yes disconcerting and right yeah yeah I'm not about that no um but my joy is our little town just opened up a new coffee shop so oh fun yeah that is lord fun yes that's wonderful well my frustration and joy are wrapped up into the same thing I just had a I've had like health problems over the last year and a half 
I just have not felt like myself. I've been really tired and no energy and had a hard time. Like, well, I've gained weight and can't lose it. And my appetite's been all these like crazy things. And I just have not at all felt like myself. So I found a new doctor who I love and she did a full blood panel. And one of the ones was for the MTFHR mm-hmm. gene. And that's me. I have that mutation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so much has been answered for me now. So I'm frustrated that it took like every doctor that I talked to before her, they were just like, well, you homeschool four kids. So it makes sense that you're tired all the time. And I'm like, that's not it though. That's just not, well, it makes sense that you have brain fog because you have four kids that you homeschool and you stay home with them all day. And I'm like, you are not, you are (laughs) missing the mark, my friend. Uh, Cause I have done this for a long time and it's just recently. Right. So, I am frustrated that it's taken this long to like get an answer, but I'm really, it brings me a lot of joy because now I know my body doesn't absorb vitamin Mm -hmm. B12 Mm -hmm. and folic acid. And, um, I found out I'm like super deficient in vitamin D and Mm -hmm. magnesium. And so she gave me a very specific list of like exactly what kind of supplements I need to take Mm -hmm. and how to take them and how much and it's way more than what it says on the bottle and I would not have known that otherwise. And so I just am like, I had to order all of them and they should be getting here within the next few days. And I am just like so ready (laughs) to to be like, to feel like myself again. So I'm feeling really hopeful that that will be Mm. a big help. And then she has a lot of things that will help with my endometriosis as well. So that's kind of like one of her specialties. So I'm like, I can live my life right. again. <laughs> I don't have to walk around in a fog all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lindsay, who are you seeing? Um, it's Dr. Del Coco. You probably have you heard of her? Yeah, Dr. yeah. Del Coco. yeah. She came very highly rated. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I've shared several clients with her. Yeah, yeah. She's she's becoming very well known in the Indianapolis area because she's yeah. one of the few that does what she does. I feel like. Is so she on the north side. Yes. Yeah, she does. It's all covered, you know, so it's like, it's just like I would be seeing my normal doctor who was doing very little for me. Um, but yeah, she's on the north side, so it's a trek. Yeah. Um, but like, it's worth it to me. Mm-hmm. So, And I don't, you know, I don't have to go very often and they do have like a virtual option sometimes mm-hmm. so you can go and That's awesome. do that. So you guys should also listen to one of the things that I'm like super joyful about right now, besides being able to be home today, is there's a pod, another podcast called the Are You Menstrual Podcast. Oh. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Uh-uh. It is so good. Like I literally have been blitzing every single podcast. Oh my gosh. Epi- or season four or five. But so many things about just, like, your health in general and as it relates to your hormones. Mm. It's just, like, a really awesome female reproductive health podcast. And it's really, like, changing the way that I feel like I care for my family Mm. and care for myself and help my clients Mm. to Mm -hmm. achieve optimal wellness. So are you menstrual is the name of the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to look that up for sure. Yes, for sure. That's, like... (laughs) think we need more of that (laughs) oh yeah yep 
Well, like we said, we have Joelle's samples on with us today. Infertility Awareness Week occurs April 23rd through the 29th. But here at Yet We Thrive, we believe that our infertility warriors deserve a whole month dedicated to them, which is why we are showcasing stories of infertility, as well as having our beloved Yet We Thrive team member Casey Watkins on with us all month long. Joelle, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your jobs, your hobbies, family? Yeah, so um, I live in Noblesville. I've been in Indianapolis. Um, I grew up in Northwest Indiana, went to Ball State, and lived in Nashville, Tennessee for a little while, and then moved back to Indianapolis in, um, I think, 2008, and um, have been back here since. And um, when I moved back from Indianapolis, I was seeking out a, like, doctor who would be really supportive of helping me to achieve some like health goals that I had and those were really focused around um, my epilepsy so I started having grand mal seizures when I was 16 Hmm. and was always like on and off medications and um so I didn't want to be on medication because it just wasn't really helping like the seizures would still happen regardless of being on the medication Every time that you have a seizure, they're like, oh, we need to, like, switch your meds. And so, anyways, um, when I moved back to Indianapolis, I met with a doctor who is in Fishers, and he is incredible. And so that kind of started my journey into, like, health and wellness and just my passion and love for health and wellness. Um, And fast forward now, like, my hobbies are essentially my work. I have a private practice called Yin Root, and I work with women who have reproductive health issues and women who had fertility challenges. Um, My husband and I got married in 2012, and he's like nine and a half years older than I am, so we knew when we got married that like we were going to want to start trying right away, and that just didn't happen Mm -hmm. um, easily for us, and so it led me down this like tailspin of um, you know, looking into the whole, like, natural fertility world just because of the epilepsy and, like, my, my like, interest in taking a more holistic approach to that, it kind of transpired into our fertility journey. Um, so, yeah, so I am married. I have a little boy who is almost six and a half, mm. and um, my hobbies are, like I said, work <laughs> and um, really just, like, Honestly, if I had free time, I would do things like go to an infrared sauna or, like, anything to, like, work on myself or my health. Like, that just brings me so much joy and, like, Mm -hmm. excitement, and I'm really passionate about that. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, where does your story with infertility begin? Yeah. So, like I said, my husband and I got married in 2012, and we... Um, started trying right away when we got married and tried for like six months just you know naturally and we were not having success and so in January of 2013 um, I actually remember the specific date of our conversation which is so silly but it was we were staying in downtown Indianapolis and 
Uh, we were at a friend's wedding, and so we were staying at a hotel, and so I remember the date of their wedding, obviously, which was mm-hmm. January 12th of 2013, I was like, this is not happening, like, I think that we need to be a little bit more, you know, like, intentional about it, and that's when I started reading, um, like, books on infertility and diving deeper into just the more holistic health world, and so... Yeah, I knew off the bat that, like, we really wanted to try a more natural approach to our fertility, um, mainly because of my own personal journey with just, like, the epilepsy and everything, um, which I have been off medication since, like, 2008 or something. Oh, wow. Wow. Gone six and a half years. Like, my last um, seizure was in birth with my son. Oh, my gosh. But it was almost six and a half years ago, which is really exciting. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. I can't imagine having one during that time of your life. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, so, so I knew that we wanted to take a holistic approach to our fertility because of that, just because Mm -hmm. of my experience with that. And then also... I had actually had a cousin who also went through fertility challenges and she had done some like fertility meds and birth control stuff, you know, right preparing for um, assisted like cycles with her fertility doctor and she ended up conceiving before they went and did IVF, Um, but she had been like on and off a lot of exogenous hormones and she ended up passing away like three months after her daughter was born which mm. was so tragic oh my gosh. Was in 2009 and the autopsy showed that she passed away from something called SCAD which is spontaneous coronary artery dissection and so essentially the um, like arteries in her heart she had like a massive heart attack but it wasn't because of like plaque it was because of like the lining in her arteries started to pull away and like shed from the artery and so the blood platelets like get get stuck in between mm. and then just like close off so she it was it was seriously so tragic she was wow. on the phone with my other cousin her sister and gave the phone to her husband took her daughter up to give her a bath and when her husband got upstairs she was gone oh. and oh they, it was awful like, it was so awful um wow so, um, oh i'm so sorry Yeah. And so that essentially just led us down this path of um, 
natural fertility options. Wow. Wow. Man. All right. Well, during that journey, how was your um, marriage in the midst of infertility? Yeah. um, I mean, I feel like, you know, there certainly are, were really challenging times, but during our fertility journey, I really realized that, like, God had walked me through this time in our life because I was supposed to work with other women with fertility challenges as well. And so um, I had in um, 2013 went back to school to become a health coach and really was kind of unsure as to what I was going to do during that time. Um, But once I realized that we were going through fertility challenges, it just was like, I was searching hashtags for infertility on social media, and I came across Dr. Jennifer Mercier and the Mercier Therapy Professional Training. So I had been done with my health coaching certification and was kind of like figuring out, still was working full-time at my previous job, and was just trying to figure out what I was doing. And so our journey was difficult, but because I feel like out of our journey, the purpose was to birth my practice, like before I could birth my son, I really felt like I, I was like meant to be where I was. And mm-hmm. so thankfully, I feel like I was able to really like hold on to that. And that was able to like be my therapy in going through infertility. Mm-hmm. And I think because I was in a good place, our marriage was able to stay kind of in a better place because I felt like I was pretty strong um, going through that. Now, don't get me wrong, like, I for sure had my moments, and I always say, like, I could draw, I could cry at, like, looking at a rock on the side of the road, you know, but overall, I felt like our marriage didn't suffer too much, um, really during, like, prior to having our son, I felt like we were able to be okay, and there were some little things that we did, um, on our fertility journey that I felt like kind of helped us keep, like, the intimacy portion a little Mm -hmm. bit less stressful, so, like, during my ovulation window, I have this, like, little tiny glass heart that I would always set out, like, on the bathroom counter for my husband just so that it would be, like, just a really gentle, like, easy reminder Mm -hmm. for him to know, like, hey, this window is opening and just want you to be aware without, like, having to say, like, all right, like, time's ticking, we got six, you know, (laughs) days to do this, (laughs) and so I, you know, we did little things like that. that That's a really great idea. idea. I love that. I I haven't heard anything like that before, but that, I really love that. Because then you don't have to like bring it up. Right. You know, like (laughs) it's just a little reminder. Yeah. And then he can see and be like, oh, hey, hey, I know what's happening tonight. Instead of like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I feel like you can make it a little more spontaneous that way too. Instead of being like, all right, let's go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. a little more. Yeah, I love oh, that. I love that. Yeah, so so overall, I felt like we were, you know, like things were okay in the yeah. realm for us during that time. But I have, a, I had a lot of other things to be focusing on too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Do you feel like you had a good support system around you? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I did. Honestly, I always say like my clients provide me with as much therapy as I feel like they think that I provide to them. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, when I, so I went to the Mercier Therapy Professional Training in October of 2014 and, and essentially came home and hit the ground running. So we're in our like ninth year, I guess, of um, my practice. And um, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of friends who also went through fertility challenges. And so when I got home from that, I just was like, all right, come on, like, let's do this. I'm just going to do this on you so that I can get my, like, continue to practice my skills and um, I think through just like building building my practice and being able to meet all of these other women I felt like I had really you know great support from them and then of course from my family my husband has always been super supportive of everything that I wanted to do with my practice and just like uh, really great in um, helping me to like achieve those goals that I have and so yeah overall I I have felt like I've had really good support Mm, good so how at what point in that process did you have your son yeah so um I ended up so we tried okay so I I went to the Mercy Therapy Professional Training October of 2014 in August or September, I think, of 2015, I actually flew out to LA, and um, one of the girls that was in my training class, she had just gone through a loss at like 16 weeks, and it was really devastating, and so I flew out to see her so that I could do the Mercier therapy on her, and then she would turn around and do do it on me as well. So I flew out there for several days, and we worked on one another, and that was September of 2015. Um, obviously all this time my husband and I have been trying so since 2012 and then like officially since January of 2013 I guess more intentionally and um, in December of 2015 we went to Puerto Rico for Christmas and I was sitting by the pool with my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and we had been planning on doing an IUI in January of 2016. Mm. But when I was in Puerto Rico, my mother, I was talking to my mother-in-law about my period because I don't care and I talk to everyone about it. So I was like telling her about how I was going to be ovulating when we get back and she was like, well, why don't you guys just do the IUI this month instead? And we were planning a natural IUI, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with the natural IUI, but essentially it's when a woman would go in, uh, like not have to stimulate on any medications, just be just like clean and wash the male sperm and then inject it at the time of ovulation. So didn't require me to do any meds or my husband to do any meds. And so that seems like a good next step for us since we've been trying for so long. Um, so I called the fertility clinic from the pool in Puerto Rico, and I was like, I think that maybe we might come in in December. Is that a possibility, like, when we get home? And they were like, sure, just, like, call us when you get your positive ovulation test and come on in. And so um, we ended up going in on New Year's Eve of 2015 and then found out January 12th of 2016 that we were pregnant. So, like, January 12th was my friend's wedding that I told you, told you, that I said to my husband, like, we'd be more intentional. So it was, it, it was like three years to the day that we. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> wow. So really cool. Yeah. So cool. 
What yeah, a neat little like. Right. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned um, earlier that you read a lot of books, and I'm a reader, and I want to know, like, what is the one book that, like, stuck out to you as the most helpful in your journey? Gosh, there are so many good books on fertility awareness, and it's hard to choose one. The first one that I read was Taking Charge of Your Fertility, which I feel like is kind of a Bible for for all things female reproductive health and fertility-related. So I'll probably choose that one, but since I obviously started my practice and started going through infertility, there's so many more good books out there, like The Fifth Vital Sign, Woman Code, um, The Period Repair Manual by Laura Brighton. Those are awesome books, too. So there's a lot of good books. It's hard to choose one. (laughs) We're all about resources over here, so that's great. Maybe if you send us a list, Joel, and then we'll yeah. link them in the show notes. So if people are interested, then they can mm-hmm. um, click on that and look further. Yeah, uh, I could definitely do that. Thank you. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Where are you at now in your journey? Yeah, so I feel like this is a bit of a long story, so I'll try to keep it as short as possible. But <laughs> um, so my son is almost six and a half, and we've been trying again since he was two. So this second round of fertility stuff has been quite a bit more challenging I would say than the first time and again I think that's probably a lot due in part to just like that first time around I had so much like so many other things to focus on like I always say I had to birth my practice before I could birth my own child and um, that like Ginroot was my first baby And now that that has obviously been established for several years, like, I don't know, the second time around has just felt a lot more challenging, and I Mm -hmm. feel, like, annoyed even saying that to myself, um, because obviously I'm so grateful that we have one child, and if we only have one, then I will feel truly blessed by that, and we will be okay. But there's just something about the second round that is a little bit harder, and... Um, I, I did, haven't mentioned this, but my husband does have male factor, so that seemed to be mm. part of our biggest challenge the first time. And then the second time around, I have been on my own personal health journey, so dealing with a lot of different things, um, mold, parasites, mm. heavy metal toxicity. So I lived in a really old home, and we never essentially had our home tested, but pretty much because it was 132 years old we just kind of thought like this is probably what is causing me to not be well and so we actually just moved out um in uh at the end of may last year Mm. and um now and we had kind of closed the door to our whole fertility journey until we realized that like okay this is probably like a big part of our issues now and so now that we're out and we're in a new house and um, like my health is starting to get a lot better i've been doing tons of detoxing and parasite cleansing and heavy metal like toxicity like detoxing um now i feel like the door is kind of open back up maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit and so um yeah so we are still trying trying naturally I don't know if we'll, we have gone back in and done a couple more IUIs since having our son that have not been 
successful, but again, I just don't think my body was really in a good place during that time mm-hmm. uh, to be able to like house a child. And so, yeah, so I don't know if we'll go back and try and do another one of those or not, but I kind of feel like this 2023 is like either going to make it or break it. Like this mm-hmm. has got to be the year. Um, I'm about to turn 39 and my husband is 47. So just feeling the pressure of like mm-hmm. being a little bit older and feeling like we want to either make it happen or be done and move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Well, tell us a little bit about your first baby, your yin root and, um, what all that entails and, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I went to the training in, um, October, 2014 and, you know, that was in the thick of us trying to conceive when I went to the, that training it was truly like I had chills the entire time I was at the training. It just felt like God had me in this place for a reason, mm-hmm. which just felt really refreshing to me after having been on this journey for two years, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I came home, started my practice. Uh, Mercy therapy is kind of a newer modality. It's a type of body work, and we work from like the the um, belly button to the pubic bone into the hips and then lower back sacrum and glute area and it's really amazing for pushing blood flow and circulation to the pelvis so obviously your pelvis has a big job right it's holding everything in and up in your body Mm -hmm. everything north of it and it's often an area that goes untouched and like really unaddressed And so just like if you were to go to physical therapy for pain or if you had an injury and they were trying to rehabilitate, you know, a shoulder or an arm, they are looking at how can they provide you with exercises and movement and mobility to that area so that the blood flow can naturally help to, like, heal your body. Mm. So that's kind of the same thing as Mercier therapy. Uh, We're getting in there creating more blood flow and circulation so that the organs can do what they do naturally um, better mm-hmm. because of the extra blood flow and circulation. So Dr. Mercier had stage four endometriosis as well, which is why she created Mercier therapy because she was told IVF was going to be her only option. And she was a midwife for many years and just thought like, there's no way this is going to be my, like the, there's mm-hmm. got to be something more. And so she birthed a Mercier therapy um, and she was able to conceive naturally twice on her own. So yeah, well the Mercier therapy is a big part of my practice and when I first started I was really primarily working with women with fertility challenges and then um, as I got further and further into working with these women I really realized that like so much of their fertility challenges come from being a young woman or a young girl and not really understanding about their body. And so my practice has really transitioned into just general female reproductive wellness and also working with young girls and teens um, to help educate them about their body. So I'm, in addition to being trained as a health coach and Mercier therapist, uh, I also am trained as a fertility awareness method practitioner and 
a team FEM. I went, I did my training through FEM, which stands for Fertility Education Medical Management. And they have a team FEM program as well that I'm certified in. And so my practice has really like, uh, you know, like, uh, like transpired over the years, like changed and evolved into different things. And it's been truly like such a blessing. I love what I do so much. Mm -hmm. I love the work that I do. I love working with women. Um, like, like I said earlier, I get just as much like joy and satisfaction out of working with these women as, um, like I do working on myself, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's, I, I get, I get so excited for them when they have these small wins and big wins like pregnancy and bringing a baby home. So it, it, it's like therapy in and of itself for me as well. (laughs) Mm, That's wonderful. Wow. What would you like to say to other women who faced a similar journey? faced a similar journey, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, gosh, what would I say to other women? I guess my biggest piece of advice is to find a practitioner who will listen to you and who will be on your team that, you know, like you don't have to take what the doctor says as like the end-all be-all. Like there mm-hmm. are a lot of new practitioners out there who are much more into like getting to the root cause like not not just like taking a diagnosis or this or that as like the end all be all to Mm -hmm. your fertility journey Mm -hmm. that there are there's always more answers (laughs) and find a practitioner who is willing to to dig deep with you Mm -hmm. um, and figure out what those what those answers are Mm -hmm. yeah that's so good Our Thrive Tip this month is look for life. It's spring, and everywhere we turn, life is springing up around us. We want to encourage you to look for that life and let it fill you up. Let us know where you're finding life on social media at Yet We Thrive, or shoot us an email at hello at yetwethrive.com. Thank you so much, Joelle, for coming on and sharing your story with us. I feel like I learned a lot today. I did too. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have some more conversations, so we'll have to meet up and do that. Um, yeah, that'd be wonderful. Um, and Casey, thank you for coming on and being mm-hmm. on with us this month. It's such a joy to have you um, as we try and honor all these amazing, strong, beautiful women who have faced infertility mm-hmm. and just give you the give you the space and the honor that you deserve by, you know, dedicating this month to you. So thank you so much for having me and thank you again for all that you guys are doing to spread awareness. It really is so appreciated and um, I love being able to have you guys as a resource to send clients to you. So thanks. You too. You too. Thank you. Well, thank you so much everybody for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us on the Yet We Thrive podcast. If today's episode had any impact on you, we would love it if you would take a screenshot or write a quote to share on social media. Don't forget to tag us at Yet We Thrive so we can see. We would also love if you hopped onto your listening platform to leave us a review. These things will help us to spread the word and keep on thriving. Until next time.